This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Walshin. Good morning to you, Mr. Walshin. Hello, Jason. How are you doing today? Uh, For the first Sunday of August, I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, we're closing in on you-know-what. Yeah, I know. It's crazy fast and scary. I know we're a month away from Labor Day. It's... it's, Gives me the willies. But then then again, we're only a month away from the beginning of the NFL season. Oh, well, that's exciting. Oh, it is. It is. And we should say, if, if we sound a little different today to the regular listeners, it's because we are not in studio today. We're, 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 calling, the sh- we're calling the show in today, so it is going to sound a little different for the regular listeners. Yeah, shouldn't sound much different, but it'll sound a little bit. A little bit. And if you're not a regular listener, we're, we're glad you're here uh, for the first time, and we want you to become a regular listener. It is the Avoid Probate Show. We do this every Sunday morning between uh, 8 and 9, roughly, talk about probate stuff. We want you to, to, to think of us as, as people who are here to help, to inform, and really as, think of us as, as friends. Absolutely. We are friends. Because today, being the first Sunday in August, is International Friendship Day. I see where you were going with that. Well done. Yep. Well, the master segue. Yeah. International Friendship Day. That's nice. Every day should be International Friendship Day without sounding too corny, but it's it's yeah. it's so true. You look at what's going on in the world right now and you think to yourself, my God, it's it's so, you know, our neighbors to the south and God bless them all. But their, their nation has become so divisive. It's, you know, and if people lose friendship, lose friends and, and friendships dissipate and break apart because of in many cases because of politics, right? So they say that's yeah. that's why you never discuss politics and religion at the dining table, right? Because it's, it's or on just, the avoid probate show. Or on the avoid probate show. So today is friendship day. So uh, you know, that'd be a bad idea to, to pick up the phone and, and call a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while and just say hi. Quite agree. You know what? You know, you know what else we're celebrating today besides friendship day? Ted? After the show. What's that? A National Kids Day. Well, every day is National Kids Day. I know. And we keep saying that when we see these things that should be, you know, ingrained to in day-to-day life, day-to-day living. Yeah. But but somebody decided uh, that August 7th, the first, well, more specifically, the first Sunday in August is National Kids Day. So I guess I should call my kids later when the show's over. Yeah, I guess. Or, or shouldn't the kids call you? No, I think, I think it was National Kids. They call you on Father's Day. You call them on National Kids Day. But That's I have to good. wait till 11 a.m. in the morning because they'll be sleeping until that time and they won't take my phone call. <laughs> Teenagers. Yes. Okay. Right. See, my daughter will be up. Um, she's up before I am because she has a three-year-old. Oh. Almost three. My daughter. Actually, my, my granddaughter will be three in nine days. Thanks cool. for reminding me. You're welcome. Better get on that birthday present. Uh, exactly. Exactly. That, R- that RESP contribution. That's right. Yeah. You know what else is happening today? You'll never guess. Come on. Is it National Psychic Day? I set you up for that. Yes. I know you do. I know you I knew you were going to say that. Have you ever been to a psychic? Have you ever had uh, like your, your, your... More than once. Yes? Yes. And how accurate were they? Uh, it's hard to gauge. I mean, I have to say there was accuracy. Some of the re- reports, some of the comments were very accurate in a weird way. I don't want to go into the details here, but I spent some time in South America and I went to the psychic so-called uh, witch doctor thing in South America. That was weird. But more recently than that, we we hired, well, my, my wife hired a psychic to have a psychic party. You can do that, right? You can hire the psychic, invite six friends over, have wine and cheese, and then they, you take turns, each chip in, and they each have a, a reading. 
And that was really, really. And do they do it in front of everybody else? No, no, no. The reading's private. Okay. Because I wouldn't want that. No. The reading's private. That lady, though, Teresa Caputo, do you know who that is? She no. had the, the show on, on, I forget the channel, and she would do like mass audience, or not just, she would do one-on-ones with an old cassette tape thing and record it and, and provide the, you know, you get the cassette when it's all over. But she's coming to Rama, is what I was going to say, Casino Rama. And I think it sells out right away every time they announce that she's going to be in town and, and whatever venue she's going to be at. Um, she had this TV show for a long time. I forget what the TV show was called, but her name's Teresa Caputo, and she um, communicates nonstop. So you'll be in the grocery store, and she'll be in the grocery store buying bananas four feet away from you, and she'll turn to you, and she'll say, hey, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to bother you, but you know, did you just lose your mom? You know, that kind of thing. And she just approaches total strangers because she can't control it. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what she says. And then it's amazing, and that's why they made a TV show out of it. You see the reactions from people. They're like, and nobody could have known that. Like, whatever it is, she says, you know, I, I, I'm hearing this and someone's telling me this. And the people are like freaked out because they're like, there's no way you could have known that. There's no way. I haven't told anybody. Did you ever watch uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Yep. Remember, he used to do a character called Karnak the Magnificent? <laughs> Vaguely. Where he would hold up a card uh, yep. to his forehead <laughs> yeah. and he'd read out the answer. And then he'd open an envelope and, and he'd read the question. Well, Ed McMahon had to provide the uh, question. That's right. That's right. Right, right. So one of the funniest ones I ever heard him say, the answer is sis, boom, ba. And the question is, what's the sound a sheep makes when it explodes? Boy, that's awful. That's, it's terrific. What are you talking about, awful? <laughs> it's a fabulous joke. Poor, poor sheep. Yeah, well, it's just a visual. It's yeah, not, not okay. it, no sheep were harmed, were harmed uh, during the recording of this program. Trust me. Yeah, that's good. So, coming up on on the show today, and I'm excited to uh, to welcome her back, Debbie Stanley, our friend from ETP Canada. She's in the states. She deals with the states, and we put together a segment called "Solving the Probate Puzzle." So each week, she will um, she she has a case file. She has a case of a gentleman who passed away, and she's calling him Mr. Chips. And he has left a substantial estate behind, and it's a little complicated. She's dealing with three financial institutions. So each week, she's going to tell us what happened in the past week. Just to give you an idea of how quickly or slowly the whole uh, process, uh, probate process takes. Because Jason is here to help you avoid probate. But if in case you have not and you find yourself in a situation where you have to deal with it, then we have someone like Deb, in fact, exactly, Debbie Stanley, who will help you solve the probate puzzle. So today is episode two. Yeah, and I can't wait. I think it's such interesting content. And I said uh, last week, I think it's probably never been done before on the radio. And uh, so we're breaking ground here. And it is fascinating. It's going to be monotonous and boring at times, but that's kind of the point. Uh, but it's early in the process right now, so there's lots of paperwork to, to complete and file. So there's lots to to do at this point, and she's going to explain some of that uh, to us when we get back from the break here, the first break of the morning, which we should probably go to right now. Yep. So top up your tea and coffee, and we'll be back with Debbie Stanley right after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. Ted Walsh in here with Jason Laidler, and it's time for our weekly installment. We began this officially last week 
our weekly installment. This is segment number two of Solving the Probate Puzzle with Debbie Stanley from ETP Canada in the lovely city of Guelph, Ontario. Hello, Debbie. Hello. How is everyone? Everyone's well. Just to recap for those people who weren't around last week, uh, you deal with the states and you deal with uh, helping people who are dealing with probate. Jason helps them avoid it. You help them deal with it. And so we're going to be following you as you progress along your path to um, solve this probate puzzle for an individual that you have named Mr. Chips. Oh, yeah, that's right. right? Mr. Chips. And that's so correct. Mr. Chips' uh, family is facing a, a fairly expensive proposition, I understand. Yes. So if we recap from last week, Mr. Chip passed away and he left um, a home in his name only and then three different bank accounts that were in his name only. Everything that was with his second wife has passed along to her, but they still have to deal with the estate as he had specific uh, requests for his children and for his second wife. So we are um, on week two of this, and I know it's psychic day, but nobody could foresee <laughs> one of the things that has happened. And I'm not sure if you remember last week, we identified that both the wife and his sister were the named executors in the will. However, the sister had some health decline and she broke her hip. Mm -hmm. So we have a little bit of a hiccup here. Yeah, a hiccup. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. A hip hiccup. <laughs> There's a tongue twister for you yeah. because at first she thought, oh, you know what? I will be an executor along with my sister-in-law, which meant she needed to physically go into all of these banks to request the information. And she's now in the hospital and can't go along with the sister. So there's been this sorry sister-in-law. Um, so there's been this hiccup because they can't get the information without both of them being there for the financial institutions. So it looks like she's going to renounce because it's holding up the process, but uh, she's still thinking on that. So that's just, you know, delayed us that little bit more on getting the paperwork for probate. Other than that, we have received the home appraisal. So we're good. From bank one, we got the information on the $1 million investments. So we have the breakdown and we have the information for his bank account. However, bank two and three, we um, they are online banks, like financial institutions. Right. So struggling a little bit because we are getting bounced from department to department and the person doesn't work there anymore or the person's on vacation. So still waiting on the info from bank two and three so that we can proceed with the probate paperwork. So that's where we are on week two, some unforeseen hiccups. That's a lot of content for week two, man. Have you dealt with uh, with online financial institutions in the past? Because I imagine that, that it would be, a, 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 it's a pain dealing with banks to begin with when they're there in person, because they're not always there in person, as you know. But when you're dealing with them online, that makes it, I would think, like twice as difficult. Oh, it's way worse. It's way worse. Uh, as soon as we see the name of an online financial institution, it's just we know we're in for it because you don't have a particular person to reach out to. You right. don't have a branch to go into. And then on top of it, they're asking you to fax things and mail things. And we're going back to 1920 on the way we're doing things. So it just prolongs the entire process. And, and these online institutions, they're really subsidiaries of existing banks, right? Like for, for example, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like Scotiabank's uh, subsidiary is, um, uh, tangerine, I tangerine, yeah. tangerine. Yeah. yeah. So, it, but that doesn't that doesn't help you. Like you can't go to Scotia and say your friends at Tangerine are aren't returning my calls. That's correct. They're completely separate. They say, well, it's a separate process, separate estates department. So even though they're subsidiaries, they're still an entirely different way right. of dealing with them. It's like so the it, low cost, the low cost airline variety. Right. Right. Scaled down, lack less service, less amenities. As if the service and the amenities could be any worse at the regular bank, you know, they are. And I, I get frustrated, too, when I visit with somebody who's talking about avoiding the probate process like they should be before it's too late. And I see this online banking statement and I just cringe. Mm -hmm. Then I know what that means. So at yeah. this point, at this point, you you have to wait for both of them to get back to you because you can't move unless all three are moving. All three parts move simultaneously. 
Yes, until we can get the actual asset values. I mean, we could guesstimate, but because it's such high amounts, we don't want the family to have a big difference in probate tax that they have to pay. So we're trying to get, you know, as close as uh, date of death, especially when we're dealing with money, right? You can get date of death value. You just have to pull it. It's different when it's different types of assets that you need appraised or can be uh, changed. So in this case, it's better to move forward with the actual statements that we could get from them. And then, of course, the sister hiccup put a little wrench in things as well. Speaking of of date of death, I want to go back a second and ask about the home appraisal. So I've got a couple of questions. First of all, I'd like to know what it cost. And then I guess the other one's maybe more of a comment. We need the value. The appraisal has to be effective on the date of death, right? Correct. So it cost this family $565 and the value is on date of death, regardless of what happens a month from now, if the home prices go down or up, who knows what's going on. It's on that particular date. So most of the times they're going backwards, of course, and it could be months that they have to go back. In some cases we've had to do a year backwards. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, people, and- they sit on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know in the past that, that when I've purchased houses and sold houses, when you have a, a home evaluation, that doesn't necessarily mean that the house is going to sell for that. It, it could sell for a lot more money than what it's appraised at. That's correct. Or a lot less, right? The market yeah. went down. So let's say somebody passed away when we were in that crazy peak, but now it's worth something different. It's still date of death value. Um, so you, that's where the tax returns come into play and then you either have a capital gain on for the estate or you could have a loss. Okay. So when we uh, meet again next week uh, for segment number three, uh, hopefully at that point, those two banks will have come on board and you we will be moving forward and we'll be able to follow the progress of you moving forward with the, the estate of the late Mr. Chips. Yes. Fingers okay. crossed. <laughs> now, in the meantime, should people well, I'd like to get a hold of you at ETP Canada, what's the best way to do that? Uh, Yep. So our website is etpcanada.ca. Our phone number is 866-309-0387. And our email is info at etpcanada.ca. And that's monitored by all staff. So you'll catch somebody. Okay. You had something to say, Jason? I've got other questions, but I'll save them for next week. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much, Debbie. Thanks. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Thanks. That's Debbie Stanley from ETP Canada. Saving the probate puzzle brought to you each week by Debbie and ETP Canada. And we'll be back in just a moment. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing and they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. 
This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Well, good morning. Welcome back. This is the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallace and Jason Laidler. And we invite you to come come visit us on our website. I think you'll find it uh, quite interesting. It's uh, avoidprobate.ca. When you go there, you'll find all kinds of really interesting stuff, including a probate calculator. And you can punch in some numbers and essentially figure out uh, what probate would cost you in your situation. So um, do that. And you can also press a little button and it'll take you back to past programs. In case you missed a program, you'd like to hear it. Or if you did hear a program that you would like to uh, hear once again, you can do that as well. And I believe we're pretty much up to date on our past programs uh, every once in a while, we have to sort of uh, play catch up, but I think we're pretty much okay there. And as usual, please uh, send us uh, any questions that you may have at info@avoidprobate.ca or call toll free one eight four four six six seven seventy six twenty eight one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. Jason, thanks, Dad. And yeah, you're you're right about the um, being up to date on the podcast. And I need to apologize to the listenership. We want to be accurate here. I said we were up to date last week. We were not, but we are now. So. Moving on, um, because we're, we're going to be tight on time for this segment, I want to talk about power of attorney stuff, which we have talked about before many times. Being a power of attorney, it's a big part of, of the estate uh, planning mm-hmm. process, and it's a big part of avoiding probate as well. I won't get into that. We're not going to spend too much time talking about our solution here today, but we'll make up for it going down the road. But the reason we're talking about power of attorney to, at all is because uh, the question came up recently about compensation for powers of attorney. Now, we've talked about compensation for executors a few times and how does that work is it is it a percentage of the estate it absolutely is. Gets? it's really interesting how it works i'm going to lay out i don't know what you call it the the, the pay schedule there's a pay schedule which i'm going to explain but i first want to just explain that an attorney for property is entitled to compensation in ontario unless the power of attorney document states otherwise and I've never seen that happen. I've never seen a power of attorney document. We see them all the time. I've never seen one that says, my power of attorney is not entitled to compensation. It is uncommon to limit or specify the compensation. So the provincial fee scale generally applies. And that's what I was making reference to a minute ago, the, the pay schedule. It, it's called the provincial fee scale. Who knew, right? So here we go. The provincial fee scale currently is 3% of capital and income receipts, income receipts, 3% of capital and income disbursements, and 0.6% of the annual average value of the assets. 0.6% of the average annual value. So I did the math on it. It's not very tough. Million bucks, let's just say for easy math, it's a million bucks. 0.6% of a million bucks, hope I got it right, $6,000 a year. So 6,000 bucks on top of the disbursements and the receipts is what the power of attorney can be entitled to. It could also be more or less um, if it's stipulated, 6,000 bucks divided by 12, 500 bucks a month. So there you go, Ted, in in your retirement, maybe you wanna be a professional power of attorney and manage a few million dollars of assets for people and make some extra cash. But but no, you can't can't retire because um, we need you here on the Avoid Probate Show every okay. week on Sunday morning. Thank you. It's very kind of you. I guess. <laughs> but it is, it is Friendship Day, though. So That's right. Well, may, maybe you could do both. I don't know. Yeah. But um, these amounts are not guaranteed, however, and they, and they can be decreased or increased by the court. So according to the Substitute Decisions Act, compensation may be taken monthly, quarterly, or annually. And you should contact the attorney, not the lawyer. Remember, the, the person... The attorney is the person who's helping you for property. You should contact the attorney for property to raise uh, this issue with them as a starting point. I think the example that I'm, I'm referencing here is a situation where uh, the power of attorney is changed. And that, that happens. Somebody can say, I don't want to do it anymore, or they move away, or they, they lose their own capacity. I mean, the power of attorney obviously can and does change depending on circumstances. So, This is interesting as well. It goes on to say that even if it's been a long time since you were acting as the power of attorney, there may not be a limitation period to worry about. In terms of citing a precedent for this, there's a a court case called Armitage versus the Salvation Army, 
dated back to 2016, where it involved an application for compensation in 2013 for somebody who was acting as an attorney as far back as 1990. So 23 years prior to the request, Mm. they filed the application for compensation. In this case, Armitage versus the Salvation Army. You can look it up in the public domain. Specifically in this case, the judge found that the two-year limitation period under the Limitations Act does not apply because compensation for an attorney for property through the passing of accounts process does not constitute a claim within the meaning of the Limitations Act 2002. So what he's saying is normally there is a statute of limitations on this, and, and 23 years later, you've missed the boat in most situations where you're, you're making a claim, but uh, not here, not with power of attorney compensation. That does not apply. An attorney, this is this is really interesting, an attorney for personal care, so so far I was talking about properties. Remember, there's two types. We call property everything you own, not just the house, not just the real estate, but the assets, the investments, the money in the checking account, Technically, that's all property. And then there's the one, there's the power of attorney for personal care, and you can get one or the other. But of course, most people get both at the same time, because why not, right? So the attorney for personal care can make a request for compensation to an attorney for property. There's no fee scale, as is the case with an attorney for property. The request should be reasonable given the circumstances. Now, I've got to tell you, and, and I think you'll probably agree with me, I don't think I've ever seen a claim for compensation from anybody acting as a power of attorney in any way, shape, or form. I didn't even know that existed. I mean, as I mentioned, so to to be honest with you, and I know some people who have been powers of attorney, and I don't know that they ever mentioned to me that there there was a financial transaction that took place. Well, maybe um, maybe I'll run it by Debbie Stanley and see if she's ever um, heard about it, or, or we've got some lawyers on the team here who are experts at state planning stuff, and they're the ones who draft our bear trusts and um, the wills when wills need to be done and do the, you know, the legal heavy lifting, because that's not me. I'm the investment guy, but I can run, I'll run it by some of these gentlemen on the team and see what they say. Uh, just further along here, we're almost done. It bears mentioning that, that an attorney for property or personal care is not required to act and can decline or resign. Well, that kind of goes without saying you're not, it's not an obligation. It is an important reason to make sure you speak to someone before naming them as an estate in an estate document like a power of attorney or a will. I'll say that again. It is an important reason to make sure that you speak to someone before naming them in an estate document like a power of attorney or a will. And the reason I wanted to mention that is because I make a point, I learned years ago to, as, a, as a financial advisor, years ago when I'm meeting with people for the first time or second time or whatever, just get, doing the information gathering stage of the process, I always ask, are you named as an executor for anybody as far as you know, because people put down Uncle Smith, you know, uh, you know, Uncle Bob as the executor, your brother, and don't tell him. And then surprise. And, you know, by the same token, I asked the question about power of attorney. I said, are you named as a power of attorney for anybody as far as you know? Because once again, same logic, you just put down your brother, your sister, your, your brother-in-law who's an accountant, whatever. And you don't bother to notify that person. So again, surprise. But that's why, and we've talked about this, it's not a requirement. Just because you've been named, it's not an obligation. But even though it puts you in an awkward position, maybe, you might feel like, you know, you might feel obligated. The fees payable to an attorney are considered taxable income. What a surprise. Well, yeah, not really. (laughs) Not really. No, no, no. It's very, very, very difficult to earn tax-free income in Canada. So, I mean, and this is just an aside, which always bugged me, even your Canada pension benefits and your old age security benefits are taxable. Like that drives me crazy. But anyway, I'm sure it drives a lot of the listeners crazy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're not in the business of providing power of attorney services, like Ted Walsh is going to be in a few years, if you're not in the business of it, the income should be reported on a T4 slip and be subject to a source withholding tax. If you receive the income under an order or judgment from a court or other competent tribunal, it may be considered a qualifying retroactive lump sum payment, QRLSP. I'm not going to go into the details of that. Uh, if you want more information about POA compensation, 
I mean, call your accountant or give us a call. We also have an accountant on the team. We've got all the bases covered, right? We want to help you avoid the probate by doing the transfer of the assets from the bank over to the insurance company before it's too late, before you pass away. Put beneficiaries on the accounts once it's at the insurance company because you can do that there. You can't do it at the bank. The rules are different. And that's how we avoid the probate nightmare. It's that simple with regard to the money at the bank. I mentioned I mentioned the bear trust. That's how we take care of the probate on the house or the property, not just the house, the house or the cottage or both, or an investment property, rental property, whatever it happens to be. We can use the, something called a bear trust, B-A-R-E, not, not the grizzly bear, but the other bear, bear trust as in bear naked. And the reason I want to mention that, again, is because I did say, I did announce months ago that we are now the owners of beartrust.ca. But beartrust. And we did this because of the amazing, uh, the amazing interest we got every time we talked about the Bear Trust on the Avoid Probate Show here. We got lots of calls from people saying, I've never heard of it. I still hear it. Every time I have a consultation with somebody and I talk about, I mean, unless you've heard the radio show, our radio show every Sunday morning here, unless you've heard us talk about it, people say to me, nope, never heard about it. Don't understand. Been dealing with lawyers for a long time. Had my will done three times. No lawyers ever mentioned the Bear Trust. I don't understand what's going on. So we, we just took the initiative and turns out it was available. We bought beartrust.ca. What I'm getting at is I've got good news from the IT department telling me it's almost ready to launch. If you go there today, there's nothing there. There's nothing to see at beartrust.ca right now. But I've been told that uh, they've made good progress and we are we will soon be launching something. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll be seeing it soon. But I'm excited about um, making it live, taking it live so that we can, you know, we talk about going to the website every Sunday when, when Ted's giving out the contact information, avoidprobate.ca. That's the main website. Lots of good contact there or got good info there, like Ted said, including them. I'm going to get it wrong now, Ted. I was going to say probate calendar. But, <laughs> calculator. Uh, probate calculator. I got, yeah. Ted's put calendar in my head because he said it for like three weeks in a row by mistake. <laughs> so now, now he's got me saying it. But yeah, the probate calculator is there, of course, as, as he said. And soon the beartrust.ca web address will, will either be its own thing or it'll be connected to that pre-existing avoidprobate.ca website. Anyway, there'll be lots of information there. It'll be live. We'll announce it when it goes live. That's going to happen very soon, I'm assuming, according to what I'm being told by the IT department. It's not me. I don't. I can't handle that stuff. I'm old. So, having now said we that... We should point out as well, just, just before we, we go to the break, which yeah. we're going to do soon, uh, we should point out that, that in some cases, there are more than there's more than one power of attorney. You can have several. Like yeah. If you've got three children, you can yeah. appoint each of them power of attorney. Yeah, just like you can have more than one executor. Yeah. And I think you mentioned, Ted, often they're the same person, but not always. No. All right. I just wanted to point that out, just to, uh, just, just to add a little clarification to it, just in case anybody's wondering. But anyway, that's, that's going to do it for this segment. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we will deal in uh, our, it will delve into our email file and um big mailbag this week that big mailbag big big mailbag this week so please uh, stay with us as we continue right here on the avoid probate show learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628 back with more avoid probate after this avoid problems you didn't know you had avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca. Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca. Hey, it's Ted Wallison for Tom's Place. You know, our fall merchandise is starting to arrive, but we still have massive amounts of summer clothing that needs to be cleared. Blowout sale prices on virtually everything like cone suits, regularly $6.50, now $3.99 each or three for $1,000. Plus beautiful sports jackets and designer dress pants, 50% off. Check out our deals throughout the store with huge savings off our already below retail prices. If you need a suit for an upcoming special event, we are Toronto's one-stop suit shop. 
for the finest outfit for every occasion. There is no better time to find the perfect addition to your wardrobe. Everything is on sale to make way for our fall merchandise. Tom's Place is open daily from 11 till 6, 10 to 5 Saturday, 12 to 5 on Sunday. Visit Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin in Kensington Market. Tom's Place will suit you. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember... Insert your name. And we're heartbroken because... Insert your name. ...did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of... Insert your name. ...have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, and thanks once again for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning, the first Sunday in August. This is the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walshen. Jason Laidler, of course, is the founder and president of Avoid Probate, and he is with us. And the information that we provide for you each week is for general consumption only. It's not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Each situation, of course, is different. And if you have legal or investment questions, we can help you. You should always speak with a licensed expert. And you can contact Jason by email at avoidprobate, info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free at 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. And uh, you can leave a message with Jason's mom, and she'll pass it on to Jason. Jason will then get back to you ASAP. Shall we go to the email bag for the week? Yep, uh, let's do that. It's actually, um, it's a bit, it's a combination, of, of course, it often is. But um, I wanted to just, before we do that, um, this first story of a 87 year old lady that i met with recently oh yeah what i wanted to say was we've been busy and we've been all over the province um shout out to you know innisfil barry guelph and of course as usual mississauga i can't believe the number of calls we get from mississauga and just for the listeners benefit every time i tell ted about the number of calls we get from mississauga he likes to remind me that it is the fifth biggest city in the country is that right right, ted and you know what in the later in the latest census this this i found was shocking uh, the, the only uh, major city in, in the country with the population dropped, we actually lost uh, some um, some residents of Mississauga. Our population went down. Now, not significantly. We're still number, number five. Hmm. And it is a huge. And by the way, I had uh, I was at a, uh, um, a celebration of life last week for a dear friend. And um, Mayor Hazel McCallion was there. And oh, I, nice. I sat with her and, and chatted with her. She, by the way, because people ask me all the time, for those people who know that, that, I, that I've known her for years, um, the former mayor is looking great, still sharp as tact. She's 101 years of age. Incredible. 101 and a half, because she will, let's see, if she, her, her birthday is Valentine's Day. Wow. And she turned 101, and she, she looks great. When you get to that age, do you count the days? Like my I'm 101 and 38 days. Kind of like like well, kind of like the little kids do, you know. Like I'm I'm two and a quarter years old. Yeah, I'm two and a half years old. So she's, yeah, she's 100 and well, she's in her 102nd year of life, which is well, that's amazing. fantastic. Um, it's it's great. That's great. She might outlive the Queen Mum. I think maybe she has already. I think she has. I think Queen Mum. I think she did. She make it to 100? Maybe. Oh, she went past 100. I'm just not sure if she got to 101. I know she de- she definitely got past 100. Well, she did. Yes, she did. Yeah. Okay, so this lady who called from Mississauga, I'm going out of order here now just because we're talking about Mississauga. You might recall, Ted, uh, a few weeks ago, I, I don't really remember the details, but we were talking about handwriting and how it's not taught in schools anymore and how silly mm-hmm. that seems to be because it's proven that it uh, it stimulates fine muscle control and brainwave activity and stuff, right? So... This lady uh, is a teacher, and she called not to talk about handwriting, but to talk about setting up a, a, one of these no-charge consultations. All our consultations are no-charge. And she wants to have a meeting to talk about avoiding probate. And she's on summer vacation, or I don't know if you're allowed to say that, summer holidays. She's not teaching at the moment, let's put it that way. But she also wanted to point out to me in that conversation that she does make a point of teaching her students 
cursive handwriting at least 10 minutes a day. Because uh, to her point, she said, it's not one of those things where you can just do it like two hours on a Saturday. You got to do it. You got to train the brain and, and your and your fine muscle memory, finger skills and all that stuff. It's muscle memory, right? Muscle memory. And I said, that's like bagpipes. You can't just do two hours of bagpipes once a week and learn. You got to mm-hmm. do a little bit every day. And again, muscle memory. So I, I, anyway, she, she made a point of reminding me of that we had that conversation and that she uh, she says she's one of the few who still take the time to teach the students the the cursive, and that's awesome. So, and we'll be meeting with her soon. Uh, I'll I'll report back uh, when that happens. The other thing I wanted to talk about, the other meeting I wanted to talk about was with this uh, lovely elderly lady, late late eighties, and and her son, early fifties. And I say it all the time. I love it. I love it when there's an adult child in the room, or the neighbor, or your sister, whoever, because it's just one of those things, the more ears, the better uh, in terms of grasping the concepts. We talk about it every week, Ted. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's routine for us. But when people are hearing it for the first time, sometimes they're just shocked and they just will say, that's like, you know, I'm, I'm blown away. It's information overload. And I have to respect that. I do totally respect that. It took me years, you know, to get to to this point where we can, you know, shout it from the rooftops and be the probate experts, or I should say the avoid probate experts. But it took a long time, a long time. So, you know, a one hour discussion covering all kinds of topics, you know, in broad strokes, that's that's a lot for people to take into. I totally get that. This lady, by the way, she has been a year and a half so far in probating her late brother's estate. So I often ask at the beginning of the meeting, does anybody know anything about probate? Do you want me to start at the beginning and explain what probate is? You know, or, you know, have you heard, have you been listening to the show for six months and you're you're good. You, you're kind of an expert at this point. Like I need to gauge where we are in the conversation, where we are, you know, in, in the timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's when she said to me, she goes, Oh, I am well aware of what it is because I'm a year and a half in. And she said, there's no signs of it being over anytime soon. And so because of this, she was motivated to not put her children through the same process. And she called us and set up the meeting. Interesting. She gave us some scathing, feedback just so you know ted because at one point she said to me uh, often it sounds like the only thing you and i are interested in talking about is the food items in the opening segment <laughs> but but i'm happy to say there were no food items today so gross exaggeration right oh now you did mention oh no you didn't mention it i'm not going to mention it because you didn't mention it i almost tripped us up there but uh i'm pretty sure we did friendship day Kids Day and Psychic Day. Yeah, no food items there. No. Right? Another one, caller, gentleman, frustrated, called in and explained that he, his mother passed in 2021. And I think he said there's four, four kids, four adult children. And it's all been sorted out. The house has been sold. Other stuff has been taken care of. Everything's been taken care of except for one thing. It's really interesting, I think. There was an account at the bank one account at the bank that his sister was on mom joint with a joint account with mom and one of her daughters at the bank. And it's, there's a good chunk of money in this account from what he's telling me. And the sister, what she's waiting for, because they're saying to the sister, come on, like divvy it up. It's the last, it's the last piece of business in, in the estate. And she's saying, no, you know, cool your jets. I'm waiting for the clearance certificate from Revenue Canada before I issue any of this money. So the clearance certificate, I don't think we've talked about it much here on the no. show. When you go through, and, and Debbie Stanley would be maybe the better person to talk to about it, but when you go through the probate process and the executor does their job and settles the estate, which includes distributing uh, bequests to the beneficiaries who are entitled to receive them, you know, pay the bills, get the tax returns done. And he said the tax return is done because I made a point of saying that she died in 2021. So the tax returns are all done, but the clearance certificate is different from the tax return. And we'll, we should spend some time uh, talking about what that means and what it looks like. And, and we'll do that in, a, in a, another show. But the deal is this, the confusing and interesting part is this. She's on the account with mom. So it's her money. Well, you could argue it's her money. And she may not even need a clearance certificate in this case because people add the child onto the account for the purpose of avoiding probate. And we've talked about it many times. It creates confusion. 
was one of, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I don't like the joint account situation. There's a better option. Our option, our solution is a better solution. But some people still add somebody to the account as a joint owner. So we've talked about this before. And really, the, the Supreme Court of Canada has stated clearly that unless otherwise specified, when you put the child on the account, the default uh, status is something called a resulting trust. And the resulting trust means that unless you can prove it's on the onus is on the daughter in this case to prove that it was intended to be a gift to the daughter from mom. And that happens. That's fine. You can gift it to anybody you want to gift it to, but it has to be provable. And in the absence of proof, the court is going to rule that it was meant to be shared. So it's tricky, and the brother doesn't want to poke the bear too much. He says the family is, is cohesive. There's four of them, the, the, the siblings. There's four siblings, and he doesn't want to be that guy to to have a have a lawyer send a letter. So he, he's just waiting patiently, but he's frustrated. She's saying she expects to have the certificate come September. He's like, well, who knows? Who knows? Um, but it's just one of those interesting – I thought it was really interesting how – the fact that there was one account that was joint really kind of made things complicated, you know, and I'm sure the intention at the time is often people think they're making things more simple. They're simplifying things. They're simplifying the future by adding the joint owner onto the account. But so many times that backfires. Right. And that's what's happened here. Potentially. I told him, I said, please keep me posted. I want to know how this plays out. I want to know if and when, the certificate arrives and what happens if, if it ever does arrive, he said, let me know. But he said he would get back to me. I just thought we'd share that with the listenership. Okay. Uh, another situation here. I got a call from a longtime client. Love this gentleman. Been working with him for a long time. Went to school with his kid. So I've known him and, you know, as, well, I call him Mr. So-and-so because he was my friend's dad. And um, he called for a couple of reasons. He called because he received recently last month in July, the, the mid-year statements were sent out. So a lot of insurance companies, I'm not sure about the banks. I think the banks do mainly quarterly, sometimes monthly, but a lot of the insurance companies only send out uh, biannual statements. So a a mid-year at the end of June 30th and a year-end December 31. So in July, people received their mid-year statements year-to-date reporting on 2022 business. And of course, a lot of people were not pleased with what they saw on these statements because we all know markets have been down globally uh, since the beginning of this year. Right. And so that was a concern. And that's a legitimate concern. And we talked about that. And he asked me, you know, do you think it's going to recover? I said, of course, it's going to recover. I mean, I'm, I'm almost flippant about it. It's recovered every time. It, it, we don't talk about returns much here on, on the show. But, you know, the, the tech crisis in 2000, the, uh, the, the funky uh, mortgage crisis in the States, you know, we recovered from that. And there's been a couple others in, in my experience. It recovers every time. The markets will get back to their previous highs and yep. go beyond. It's just well, a matter of time. I think as an example, it, once this this war in Ukraine comes to a halt, and hopefully that'll be soon, you watch the markets recover almost instantaneously. I totally To a agree. certain degree and certain sectors, especially. I, I totally agree. And I, I remind the clients, and as soon as there's a glimmer of an ending to this war, and it will end, it will never, no war lasts forever. Uh, Putin's not going to last forever. It's going to end one day. We obviously don't know when, but when that happens, you're right, Ted. I totally, I couldn't agree more. The markets will go berserk with positivity, et cetera, et cetera. So I put him at ease. I hope a, a little bit about that. But I also remind him he has, he's like many of our clients, almost all of them have the, the benefit of the 100% death benefit guarantee, which means if the portfolio is down on the day you get hit by a bus, the insurance company tops it up and pays out the full amount. It make it covers the difference. It covers the loss. So essentially, if when he invested his money, he invested a hundred thousand dollars, he contacts you now in the midst of a, an economic slump and says, "I'm concerned. My one hundred thousand is only worth eighty thousand." And your response is, "Well, sir, should you pass away today, your beneficiaries will still receive the one hundred thousand dollars that you invested." Exactly. So you haven't lost a penny. That's right. And, and that's, if, if it's worth 120000 they will get 120000 Right. So this death benefit guarantee is not something the banks can provide. And that's another advantage of, of moving the money from the bank over the insurance company. Avoiding the probate is first and foremost. I mean, that's a massive reason alone. Yeah. But there's other advantages. And, then, and the death benefit guarantee is one 
of several other advantages. And we can talk and you about have it. To, and that's for somebody who's under the age of 85. Correct. Yeah. And if you want to know more about this, give us a call and we'll set up a, a no charge consultation and we'll fill in some of the details. So the other thing I wanted to say about the same individual, you know, when he was concerned about uh, the numbers on his uh, mid-year statement, I said, I'll tell you what, pull out your 2021 December 31 statement and have a look at that and you'll feel better because Right up until the end of 2021, the markets were going crazy. 10 years, 10 years of growth, 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 growth. This 2022 setback is a normal, natural step backwards, but it's one step backwards after 10 years of growth. And I looked at the number for this guy and without getting into the details, yeah, I'm looking at my notes here. Today, even though he's had a terrible a negative return for 2022 year to date, his portfolio is up over $70,000 still because of the growth that he was enjoying before mm -hmm. the start of this year, mm -hmm. 70,000 bucks. That includes his losses for 2022. Yeah. So if he's, if he's down 26 grand or something like that, it was something like that. I forget. He's still up 70. That's like a $96,000 you know, gain at one point. And we're get we'll get back there. We'll get back there and go beyond. So, you really got to keep it in perspective, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So I'm glad he called. I'll just take a quick minute to also add that he, he had a question about his RIF payment. Uh, he's, he's elderly, so he, he gets RIFs. He, he has a RIF payment he has to take every year based on his age. And he told me a long time ago, he was, don't put it in the bank. I want the check. And I hear that from a lot of people, actually. They don't, they don't want direct deposit. They want the check in their hand. That's fine. We can do that. We do do that. And he said, you know, I see this. You know, $24,000 of rip payments year to date because, but I didn't get a check and I don't see it in the bank and I don't know what's going on. I need you to look into it for me. That's fine. That's what we do. That's one of the advantages of working with us at avoidprobate.ca is you got a person you can call. I've got a person I can call. I call the insurance companies that we deal with because they have great service. That's one of the reasons we deal with the ones that we do deal with. And it was kind of funny. I see, yes, they did. They cut a check because I thought, oh, I hope they didn't put it in the bank because that's not what he wanted. Like we fixed that years ago. They did cut a check. Turns out the check was cut the day after he called me saying, hey, where's my check? So in other words, the check is in the mail. And and that's, I'll call him back and I'll tell him the check is in the mail. So he's going to get what he wants. He's going to get the check. He's going to be happy. I guess, you know, Canada Post will take three days to deliver it or something like that. And that's that. So I don't know. That's a that's a story that we cover covers a few different um, topics and talks about the service that we can provide and 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 the benefits of dealing with with the, the insurance company and in particular our advisors, our professional independent advisors here at AvoidProbate.ca. Okay, that's a long mailbag. We're gonna have to wrap it up for this week. It was a lot of content and of course another great excerpt from. Uh, solving the probate puzzle i want to thank kelly especially because we're not in studio today so we're making a, making her work extra hard by figuring all this stuff out uh, remotely we will be back in studio next week for sure at our regular time which is eight o'clock here on am 740 radio zoomer radio for another episode of the avoid probate show thanks to ted walshin for his decades of radio excellence you good for another round uh, next week ted i am in the meantime enjoy your friendship day and your national kids day call your friends call your yeah. kids and uh, enjoy this day enjoy the enjoy that have a pleasant week enjoy the rest of your sunday bye for now You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.